Calling Pat Chun, Cougar Athletic Director. Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today we have an amazing guest. We have Pat Chun, the Athletic Director for your Cougars. Thanks for coming on, Mr. Chun. Walker, pleasure to be here. All right, let's jump right into it. Well, so, let me ask you, can I yes. ask you a couple questions first? Yeah, sure, go for it. Uh, what year in school are you? I am a sophomore. Yeah. Where's home? Where's home? Are you from the Bay Area? I, uh, I am from... I lived in San Francisco, well, yeah. the Marin County area, went to school in San Francisco, okay. for, and then I moved to Kirkland right after I graduated because okay. the city got too expensive. Where are the bobbleheads behind you? Uh, the bobbleheads? We have Buster Posey, Stuart Scott, Brandon Crawford, and then I think we have Matt Duffy. Okay, you need some coons up there. I have Gardner over here, so okay. he's spread out. Yeah, we have tons of wazoo gear everywhere. Now, you know our new football coach is the devout uh, San Francisco Giants fan. Oh, yeah, I saw that. made me very happy. Yeah, and, and is not Dodger-friendly because we do have some Dodger, um, Dodger enthusiasts uh, on our staff here. So it's, it's been – let's just say it's been stressful for our Giants and Dodgers fans here in our department. I saw the video that uh, Theo Lawson tweeted out with uh, <laughs> Mr. Allworth wearing his Dodgers gear. That was unfortunate, brave, but brave man. But yeah. that is Bobby Allworth. He's willing to rub it in people's faces. But you know, uh, if I won the world series, he it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm from Cleveland, so those opportunities are few and far between for me. But I mean, you went to Ohio State. You have a good program there too. Yeah, too, so yeah. that does. But it, yeah, but from a baseball standpoint, the Indians oh. have left on the altar one too many times. Yeah, and they just cut Brad Hand today, so that was unfortunate. I did not see that. But. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, you want to jump into it? Right, let's go. All right. So, what led you and Washington State and the Pac-12 to say that they could safely play sports this season? Well, in the heart of every decision we made has all has been and will continue to be what is in the best interests in terms of health, safety, and wellness for our student athletes. So, specific to football, when we paused the season, our medical experts, uh, the, the Pac-12 medical group, got itself to a place where there was just too much, too many unknowns relative to COVID-19 uh, and with all the uncertainty, at that point, the decision was made and supported by all 12 presidents that we should pause our season. The game changer for us, so, but they did, one of the, one of the recommendations they, they did give to be able to move forward was, can we get to point of care daily testing? Uh, and then early in September, our, our conference office made a deal with Whitehall uh, to provide a point of care day-to-day -day antigen testing. Uh, for COVID-19 for all 12 schools relative to football, men's and women's basketball initially. And that got the ball rolling. And, you know, we've all been working diligently with our, with, with our, uh, our, our state, uh, in our instance in Whitman County, to just be able to deliver, uh, you know, deliver some football games specifically for our student athletes. I mean, you have a bunch of young people here that those who thought that was just rhetoric, I remind people, no, we actually paused our season. Um, there's all, there, there are things uh, you know, when, you know, when adversity hits, you always revert to your core values, and our core values is is the health, safety, and wellness of our student athletes. So, you know, that was one of those moments in time where, uh, because of the information made available, you know, we just made a decision to put a pause on the season. And thankfully, that 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 um, you know, the daily testing has come into place, and we're in a different place now in late October than we were in early August in terms of what we've known about COVID. You know, our goal is to, to try to get these seven games in and keep moving, moving our football program forward. Yeah, that's great. So what was the process of choosing what sports came back? Well, it really came down to what well, the NCAA had adjusted some calendars. So the NCAA had moved men's and, or, or, or for, our, and for, our, for our purposes, cross country 
soccer and volleyball to the spring. So they had a calendar there. And then with football, it was, it was more to get in line with, the, uh, with our peer conferences to be able to start this fall and compete for a spot in the college football playoff as a league, really uh, take off any type of regu uh, uh, regulations uh, with our winter sports starting. So, uh, and then uh, the last piece is men's and women's basketball got approved to start on November 25th. So what the league decided was really to just fall in line with the NCAA and our peer conferences on when we're gonna start sports. So now the Pac-12 looks just like Big 12, ACC, SEC, and Big 10. Uh, that makes sense, okay. So what are you most excited about the Nick Rolovich era kicking off on the 7th? For me, it's more about day-to-day. -day. And it's, it's been wonderful to be around Nick, to see how much, you know, just how thoughtful of a person he is, how much, you know, he really, really is, he really wants relationships with every single member of that football team. He wants to, you know, he wants us to be a players program. So it's just been fun on a day-to-day -day basis to see things he's trying to implement, the culture he's trying to create. You know, all these football programs are ultimately about, can you build team? Can you build trust? Can you build relationships? Can you build an environment in which people, you know, put the, put the, the goals of the team ahead of what, what personal goals are? And, you know, and that, that, that's, that's the holy grail we're all trying to get to, but it's been nothing short of impressive to see the lengths uh, Coach Rolovich and his staff have gone through, really try to build a culture there at Washington with our football program, knowing that he took over, you know, a program that had had great run of success under Mike Leach. So it's not a rebuild by any stretch of the imagination, but with change comes change. And, and, and you know, we, we, you know, and, you know, we need everyone associated with Washington State football to buy in. And it's been nice to see the young men that are here buy into what we're trying to do. Yeah, I think that was really evident from day one. And even throughout the summer when there was so much uncertainty, I talked to Jihad Woods. He emphasized yeah. that Rolo was really big into the team atmosphere. And then I also really liked the the team, the uh, the like the, the it was just a thing they released. I'm sorry, I went blank on it. The graphic that really had the the players council of everyone oh, in the different council. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there, we have, I mean, like I, I always marvel at just the quality of people we have, student athletes we have in our athletic department, and I could go on and on, but you look at football with Jihad, uh, Liam Ryan, uh, Ryan A. Lucas, uh, Max Borgie. I mean, the list goes on and on with just young people that are committed to being the best they can be, that have chosen Washington State for a bunch of reasons, but one of them was they wanted to win a Pac-12 championship and are willing to go put in the work and, and sacrifice to try to accomplish that goal. So we're on a pathway to something extraordinary successful here. COVID is going to bring some challenges because just the nuances with the run and shoot does take time to, to build that type of offense because it is hinged on the quarterback and the wide receivers reading the same thing. So, you know, I temper everyone's expectations in year one because we had no spring ball. We had no summer seven on sevens. So for us, it's kind of, we're going to learn as we go. But uh, over time, I mean, all the ingredients are in place, the foundation is in place to really have an extraordinary run of football here at Washington State. Oh, yeah, I agree with you thoroughly on that one. Obviously, the Pac-12 is the newest conference to come back into play. What did you learn? What did you take away from the SEC and ACC and Big 12 in preparation for this season? Well, I th uh, well one, from a football standpoint, I mean, you, you look at all, you look at, you know that on day one, there's going to be gaps. It's just impossible. I mean, even doing something as normal as a team meeting has it brings its challenges in itself to make sure we're complying with all local and state and Pac-12 rules. So there, there are just new things in place. So like anything, it, it's, it's, if anything, it's just a great reminder watching football on Saturdays that, you know, for every, you know, for every team that looks crisp, you know, there's a good 20 of them that you can see 
where the gaps are and it's just nothing just for lack of lack of practice time lack of preparation and you see everyone doing their best to try to battle COVID and that and that's going to be I mean we have seven games scheduled but it's going to be a week-to-week thing COVID COVID isn't going away anytime soon and you know we got to try to you know get a little bit lucky in, in how we how we avoid it because I know our teams are doing a great job in terms of masking and social distancing but it, it, you see other leagues and the Big Ten's going through it this week with with game cancellations. Yeah, and the Wisconsin quarterback, too, that was all. Yeah. Y'all just have to remember, keep it in perspective, especially the fans, that this isn't a regular season. You're just going to have to accept that, and that's what it is. We saw that yeah. in baseball, basketball. Yeah. Just remember that. Yeah. What are some of the advantages of having a shortened season? Well, I don't know what the advantages are because I feel I, I, I feel bad for – I feel bad for anyone, you know, whether it's high school, college, grade school, anyone in sports this time of year because it's such a, you know, you know after-school activities. I got three young kids at home, uh, or high school, middle school, or grade school. After-school activities are just essential to the growth of a person and, and, and the growth of their brains and the growth of their ability to assimilate into groups. So, um, you know, the, the, the shortened season – I mean, if anything, I'm just, I'm, I'm more grateful that we can do it. I think it's a great reminder to all of us that once this was taken away, you know, how, how important it is to, to be able to go have these sports and competitions and team and having athletes around campus. Uh, so more with the shortened season, I don't know what's, what's, you know, I don't know if it's anything great about it, but I do know I'm grateful for that, that we can do this. The, the Big 12 faced backlash from parents, athletes, talk show hosts, and even the president got involved. Why do you think the Pac-12 faced less criticism than the Big Ten? Well, every every part of the um, every part of the country is under different type of restrictions, and sure. I think it's been well documented. California created, you know, what was was in a different place and more reflective of just the big population centers uh, that circulate around Los Angeles and San Francisco and, and Northern California, and having major institutions there. I don't know, you know, when you look across the country, I don't know if there's a league that has more major preeminent institutions in major cities. So when you have major cities, that also means you have major population. When you have major population, it's also a different, you know, different way to look at COVID. I mean, with all due respect, even Northwestern is in Evanston, which is still very north of Chicago. And, you know, there's not a major, with all due respect to Rutgers, it's in New Jersey, not New York City. So I think there, there's all these challenges in itself in each part of the country. I think it was pretty well documented what the challenges in California were, which were real. But thankfully, we got through them, and, you know, we're going to kick off on November 7th. Yeah, I, I can't believe I hadn't thought of just the population. That was so obvious to me. Yeah. Obviously, some of the, there's some really positive news happening in WSU right now. Could you give us an update on the baseball stadium upgrades and what fans have to look forward to for the players? Well, it's 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 pretty dramatic. It's uh, I've, I've actually gotten we'll go through there a couple times now, and and we it's uh, we should have the keys here by mid November to move in there. But it it, it it's a it, it modernizes the Washington State baseball program, and I, I mean I hate to say it, but we went from having the most outdated facility in terms of student athlete development and all the Power Five, definitely the Pac-12, to now something that we can hang our hat on. I mean, in terms of locker room space, weight room, classroom space. I mean, it, it, it brings us, it really gets us into, into, the, into the discussion point. Now, I will tell you this, though, the more impressive thing than even our building is what is going on with that team there. Oh, yes, that's amazing. You talk, about, you talk about leadership. I mean, that team, that team, you talk about the young men that wore the pinstripes for Washington State. I could go, I mean, top to bottom, I mean, you got a bunch of upperclassmen that are fully committed to bringing Washington State back to where it once was and have put in the work 
to, to accomplish that. And they're led by a pretty extraordinary coaching staff. So I think it's one thing to have a building. It's another thing to have a culture uh, and an environment that's going to fill it because these guys care and these guys take so much pride. And it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I love going out to their practice because they're, you know, you see what they're, who they are. I mean, they treat, they treat practice like it's games and uh, it's been fun to be able to see how competitive, how much they compete and how much talent is over there. So that it's going to be a fun year for, for watching state baseball. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Baseball is my favorite sport. So that's going to be awesome. Under your tenure so far, the three years, you've had to hire a bunch of new coaches. What was your pitch to a coach coming to Pullman? Because let's say Nick Rolovich, you had to sell him from Hawaii, which is Hawaii, coming to Pullman. What was your pitch to him? Well, if anything, the, the good thing about Washington State is, is the passion our students and alums have for Washington State is, is well known through our college athletics. So you, you know you're going to be supported here and you know you're gonna have people that care. I think really, I always tell people, really one of our best selling point really is our president. To have a president like Kirk Schultz, uh, knowing that at the top, of, the top of our institution, you have one of the preeminent leaders in higher education, person who has significant background in college athletics. He's former chair of the NCAA Board of Governors uh, when he was at a different institution. So you, when, when you're talking to coaches, because we, I always thought, well, we're, we're not going to apologize for wanting to compete and wanting to win at the highest level. So we're going to go try to get coaches that fit Washington State, but also when they come in here, because at the end of the day, I mean, facilities make a difference in recruiting, but the reality is, is there's no substitute for leadership, whether it's within a locker room, within our coaching staff, within the highest levels of this institution and for our coaches to know that, hey, we have, we have a pretty extraordinary leader in Kirk Schultz. I mean, to me, that, that's one of the great selling points we have here at Washington State. And then my final question before the speed round is, what is your long-term goal for w, WSU Athletics? A long-term goal, I mean, really, it's a day-to-day -day goal for me. It, it's, you know, we, the hallmark of any championship organization is consistency. You know, we, 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 and we understand what we're responsible for. It's, it's, it's to create this environment for our student athletes, uh, but it's also to, 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 you know, stand for something that, that our alums and students are proud of. You know, the expectation is to win at Washington State. What we're judged upon is how we win. Our students and alums want us to do it the right way. Uh, they wanted to do it in a way emblematic of Washington State with grit, toughness, and all these great intangibles that Coops pride themselves in having. So as we keep growing, I mean, really, our goal is, we, you know, we're going to keep growing building athletics there's really no finish line so it's it's really taking an approach every day that hey we're just going to get better like any bit like any great business like any great organization the long-term plan is hey if, when we look back hopefully five years from now or 10 years from now or 20 years from now we're going to look back and say you know what we did every day every month every year we just got a little bit better and that got us to this place we're at today that's awesome that's what i love to hear all right let's go to the speed round so exactly. these are really tough questions okay Cougar Gold or Ferdinand's Ice Cream? Cougar Gold. Cougar Gold? Okay, what flavor? Yeah, the ice cream is fantastic. Uh, my wife and girls will say the, the ice cream, but, but I will, uh, the cheese it doesn't take a backseat to anything. I'm partial to the ice cream, but the cheese is top-notch. Ice cream's great. Don't, I'm not knocking the ice cream. No. The cheese doesn't take a backseat to anything. Best coffee shop in town? Best coffee shop in town. It's not a knock to any other coffee shop. No, Just... I mean, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll say it, and it's probably more me because I value convenience. It's, it's Starbucks because I can go on my app, order the stuff and then go just pick it and walk in and pick it up. So I'm more of a, I'm not, I go, I mean, my wife picks on me for this. Coffee to me is more about caffeine, not about taste. Ah, so um, makes sense. So that, that's why convenience matters to me when I pick my coffee shop. Okay. I pick Pups and Cups because there's still a bunch of dogs there. So that's fun. Best restaurant. Best restaurant. Uh, we like South Fork as a family. 
So I, I'd have to pick South Fork is, is, is probably the, if we were as a family would go out to dinner, we, we might, I would say more times than not we pick South Fork. That is the undisputed favorite of all the guests who've been on the podcast. Better rivalry, Ohio State, Michigan, or WSU, UW? Two very different rivalries, yes. but what I love about them is they're both rooted in dislike and I, <laughs> dislike of each other, but very differing ideologies. It, it, it's no different than two, it, it's two, two people that are neighbors that go to two very different churches and don't like each other. <laughs> so I, I, what I tell everyone is how fortunate, having grown up in a, in, in a, in a, you know, in a, in, in a rivalry, you know, in one of, one of the great rivalries in sports, it is such an honor to be a part of a great rivalry like this. I mean, this is a historic rivalry and there's a lot, there's a lot of schools that try to fake these types of feelings for each other. Uh, this rivalry is real, so it, it's a, it, it's more. There, there are so few. A lot of schools, a lot of a lot of a lot of schools try to replicate this. Uh, but what we have against uh, our rivals is is one of the you know true sacred rivalries in college sports, which we love. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you for coming on. Uh, no problem. Always, it's a pleasure. Go Cougs, and uh, good luck. Good luck with uh, managing the rest of the semester. Listen, I love Walker, but he looked like he was 18 or 19. He looked like a young guy. Ben, you should have done this guy right. What, I get him a stripper? What do you want me to do here? I I get him a prostitute? What do you